Cruise FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. For Arden Roof Systems, there's more to your roof than just shingles. You gotta come on. Hello! Boom, 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 boom. Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. Morning, Jimmy. Happy Friday. It's, it's a long weekend, too. Yeah, I keep forgetting. Canada Day. Canada tomorrow. Day. Yeah. That's odd. You know what it is? It's it's because it's falling on a Saturday, I guess, that it's not as top of mind for me or something. Are you doing anything? Oh, that's right. You're yeah. doing to that, uh, that yeah, Canada Day festival. Yeah, doing that music thing where I'm the MC. <laughs> Please give me video of that. Oh, there's always... Is it, there's always video. You know that. Yeah. All right. Um, your last chance at the Rocky Mountain National tickets out at Rad Torque. Not this weekend, but next weekend. So that's coming up at the end of the show. We've been doing that as a uh, parting gift. I need to actually commend my little buddy James P. White for doing something. Okay? We're going to uh, get into the news, play a couple of tunes, and then I will do that. Okay? Okay. It was, uh, it was a moment yesterday where I got off the phone with you and I was like... Pretty impressed. You have your moments. At least once a year. Moment of maturity. Uh. Who are these clowns? Kiss? You don't know who Kiss is? No. Never heard of them. They look like idiots to me. No, no, no. Dude, these are four of the smartest guys who ever lived. They're these Jewish guys that grew up in New York, and they put on guitars and makeup to get girls, and all their songs are about I'm listening. Seriously, this song is called Love Gun, and it's about Paul Stanley from Role Models. <laughs> June 30th, 1977, Marvel Comics launched a comic book based on the group's Kiss. So we're playing Kiss to get us going this morning. Cruise News. The oil prices have dropped, and Alberta remains optimistic due to the surplus from the 2022-2023 budget. So even though the oil prices have dropped, it went from $79 a barrel down Down to $70. So this, this has an impact on the projections about a surplus and and what they wanted to do with the money. Yeah, obviously when you lose almost 10 bucks a barrel, it's going to have a massive impact on like if you were thinking you were going to be making um 2 0.5 billion dollars, which I think is the number. You might only make two billion, right? Or yeah, they, something like that. They were expecting a, a 2.4 billion dollar uh, surplus. Yeah, and uh, but and also with the fact that Smith's uh, her budget was a very high spending budget, they were concerned. But also, but in our favor, the Canadian U.S. exchange rate does help as well as this that's gone up so we're making a little bit of money there yeah and also the difference between the canadian oil prices and ours is beneficial to us as well yeah yeah the one thing about and again i try to be a little bit i'm trying to be a little bit more optimistic regardless of who's in power right yeah you know what i mean because i don't think we've had anybody that not to get into it, not to, not to go into these, to get into the weeds on this, but 
I don't think we've had anybody for a long time running any level of politics that I'm happy with or that anybody's really happy with, right? There is not much representation for people in the middle. There's, and I would consider myself in the middle. So you kind of you kind of turn a blind eye to the craziness and you kind of keep your fingers crossed and you hope for the best. And, and I think we're in a situation where... We just got to do that with with this government and yeah. the past government. And if the government that was running us before got in again, we probably would have been doing the same thing. It, it just it's always the there's, same. Canoe. There's nobody. There's nobody like Ralph. But <laughs> but the thing is, we live in a decent province, and we're really lucky here. You know, we are. There's some things. There's some things. There is with any place. Absolutely. But I think there's we're lucky. There's good and bad everywhere. We're lucky to be in Alberta. And we have diversified big time in this province. Yeah. So um, it is still an oil and gas province. That That's our bread and butter. But we uh, we actually have stuff now like the tech sector. And, and, and we're doing some things that can prop us up if the dollar, you know, the price of the barrel goes up and down like, yeah. it, like it will always. Right? In the locker room with Cruz. Look at us being positive on a Friday, Jimmy. We just did a political thing and we had a positive thing to say about it. There was no yelling. All right, there you go. Well, let's do a little bit of sports here. We've got uh, a trade announced yesterday. Now, this is a 100% pure cap space move. We lost Yamamoto and Costin to the Red Wings. The Yamamoto one thing, it makes a lot of sense to me, but the Costin thing, I, I didn't like the fact that we lost him. Baseball, the Jays win a close one over the Giants. T.O. will entertain the Red Sox for a three-game series starting tonight, and that is a quick look at locker room sports. Whoa, girl. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. Started working with Jimmy over 10 years ago now. Yeah. I was back at the Bear and... Um, it was 2013. Yeah. When I met you, yeah. yeah. We met in 2011, but we started working, working together. together in 2013. Yeah. We were doing a bit called Will It Hurt? I used to do a bit in Winnipeg called Will It Flush, and that turned into Will It Hurt, and we were going to do this St. Patrick's Day thing where we wanted to do Kicked by a Little Person slash Midget for St. Patty's Day, and uh, remember the... The brew house. We went to the brew house. It was. It wasn't the brew house then. It was. It was called Kaylee's. Kaylee's. That's right. On a hundred and fourth there. Yeah, right across from the uh, from the university. Grant McEwen. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I went on the air and I said, "We need a little person for this stupid stunt we're doing." Blah blah blah. Um, and your boss called, and we we met down at the at the at the club at the venue St. Patrick's Day, twenty eleven. So March seventeenth, twenty eleven. And as soon as I met you, I was like, I got to get this guy on my show. Because the thing, the thing is, is 
because we still do this. Hey, I have. You go. Hey, I have an idea. Yeah, and then you and always then I go, sort of do you, take it the next. Do you want to make it funny? All now, I was supposed to do was kick him in the shins, and I ended up to, ended up giving a stone cold stunner. It, and, anyway, it doesn't matter. So the whole point of the of of bringing this up is that I've got a good sense of who Jimmy is, and Jimmy. When we talk about him on the show, we will we'll make fun of him because it's he's that guy in the friendship group that you make fun of. I am like, ironically, I'm the low hanging fruit. Yes, yes. Excuse the pun. So Jimmy is the Jimmy of every group. Everybody has that guy that gets picked on by everybody and gets teased more than everybody. Now, it's not because Jimmy's a little person. It's It's because because stuff goes sideways constantly. It's because Jimmy is Jimmy, and a lot of stuff comes with Jimmy. There's a lot of baggage there. Um, He is in his late 40s now, um, Has still lives like he's 21 years old by himself, okay? And... There's a lot of lack of adulting. There's a stubbornness to his personality, which he got from his dad. Um, So if you tell him that there might be a a good reason to do something, he will go out of his way, even if he knows that it's the best thing for him to actually not do what you suggested because of this stubborn streak. And it kind of drives me a little bit crazy. And we're we're friends, but we're closer than friends. We're kind of we're, we're kind of we're brothers. Family. Yeah, yeah. Like we're yeah. anyway. So the thing with Jimmy though is every once in a while he has a moment where I learned from him and he has he has these incredible I don't know how to put it. It's it's more surprising because it's Jimmy, but he'll have these moments of clarity and he'll have these moments of maturity and you Growth, had I guess you could almost say. No, you've always had them. I yeah. think it's surprising because of who you are. Once people get to know you, when you when you drop some of this stuff on them, it's always a moment of hold on. <laughs> And we're dealing with something right now, which we're not going to get into because I don't want to talk about it on the radio, but I was having a conversation yesterday and he suggested something and I got off the phone and I was like, that was very mature. And he actually made me reevaluate how I was going to approach this whole situation because I was actually going to throw a grenade into it. And then Jimmy said, no, we should was, do this. Uh, <laughs> and then I went, you know what? That's the smarter way of looking at it. I was and, on the same page as you at the beginning. I wanted to just do the same and just throw a grenade into it. And I and, and, and listen, I don't think anybody would have begrudged us doing the, just that. But when you said what you said, I was like, you know what? That actually will have more impact. So anyway, I just wanted to say thank you for bringing your idea to the table and and having a moment of maturity. That's few and far between for you. Yeah, like give me an hour, I'll 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 blank that one out. 
Yeah, I'm sure you will. I'm just saying. By the end of the weekend, you know, I'll get hacked again or something stupid will happen. I just wanted to point out that you did have a moment yesterday, and I was very impressed. So, thank you. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. Megan Fox is going to be on the cover of the 2023 swimsuit issue. Did you know that? No, I do now. I did not know that. I saw the little promo video that she did. I did too. She is, she's interesting in that she's kind of become cool again. Yeah. There's something going on there. Do you know what I mean? Like she's always been known to be a little bit out there. Yeah. Yeah. But in that interview and the way she was talking about, you know, insecurities and then just letting stuff go and being yourself and, you know, don't let people body shame you. It doesn't matter if you're Mm. beautiful, if if you're, you know. She's clearly had some work done in that regard. So there is some hypocrisy, right? I mean, there's her lips look like she did something to them. Obviously her... But even from early, like from the Transformers, (laughs) she had a lot, like it. Yeah. So the Machine Gun Kelly thing was weird, right? Like, I don't know if that helped her get some relevance. Um, But then they broke up, and now she's kind of, it it has re-sparked her career. She's in that, what is it, the... The action thing, Arnold and all the action stars. What the hell? Oh, are those? what are those called? Expendables. Again? So she she's in that. She's yeah. in the new one coming out. And she and she did the. She was in the the Ninja Turtle movies. The, yeah, that's a long time ago. I'm talking yeah. about now. I'm no, talking yeah, about her she's, career getting reignited for some strange reason. She's become I don't know relevant again. She's beautiful. Oh yeah, she's she's drop dead gorgeous. I mean, obviously, I mean she's got that going for her. But I'm just saying, there's just something else happening here with her now. There's a like, like I said, there was a relevance that wasn't there. We were disregarding her, and she was kind of you know like a B B level, right? And now she's kind of eked her way back into the. But but I have a feeling like from watching that video that she's had a lot of like since the Machine Gun Kelly and. And she talks about being misunderstood, her being who she is, and people don't get it. Yeah. Like, like we, we talk all the time about people not getting us, people not getting our show, people not yeah. understanding the chaos that is the Jimmy. Um, and she's like... So you're relating with Megan Fox. So hey, that, that's what it is. She's just a Jimmy in Hollywood. <laughs> a beautiful Jimmy. <laughs> You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. Never did the nerd stuff when I was a kid, but I did get sucked into the fantasy stuff. Yeah. So I was a big fan of uh, the Knights of the Round Table. I got into that. I got into Lord of the Rings. I read all those books. And a couple of movies and franchises kind of piqued my interest. And one of the movies that I remember being a big fan of when I was a kid was the Dune movie from the 80s. I've since watched it, and I remember 
being very enthralled with it for some reason when I was a kid, but uh, going back and rewatching it, it doesn't doesn't hold up. No, I'm the same way. I'm like when they were talking about the the new ones. Yeah, I was like, really? Do we need this in our lives? And then I saw that one and uh, like the old one. And I'm like, whoa! Remember Sting was in it. Yeah. And then the, the guy with the weird boils all over. Anyway, so the the new franchise, I'm thinking a lot of people have seen it because it's it was quite successful at the box office. So the second one's coming up. They're doing a trilogy, and it's in November, and the trailer for the second one dropped. And so if you follow story arcs and you know a little bit about that, this is going to be the conflict sort of portion of the trilogy. So... There's going to be a ton of action, and it looks fantastic. I saw it, and and I got excited. Like it's going to be excited, great. yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I I don't know what it is about the, this that that actor too. He's so good. What's that kid's name? Timothy Shamalat or Shamalala Anyway, he is he is fantastic. I think he's going to be like a, a new Leo, right? I think he has the potential to be a decent... I think we're going to be following him for a long time. Anyway, it looks awesome. If you're a fan of the D, uh, the Dune movies, you might want to look up that uh, that second trailer. Cruise News. So the news, uh, Google is set to remove news links from in Canada. So all Can- uh, so Meta and contract journalism... Uh, fellowship, fellowship. Okay. It, okay. This so is if Bill this C- is Bill C- C- C-18. Yes. Okay. Huh? Yes. So uh, the problem with this story, and I've been trying to avoid this story because the, even Jimmy was like, um, he was saying something about this before we went on air, and um, no one has a. Cl- Do you know what Bill C eighteen is? It's okay that you don't because no one has a clue what this is. Because reading here, it's basically saying that they're pulling all Canadian news content off that's of... That's a product That's a product of what uh, Bill C-18 is. It's not Bill C-18. So what Bill C-18 is, is an attempt to try to get... And, and it's way more involved than just this. But this is what they're... On the face of it, and this is what they're trying to project... That this thing is. So the government said, we're going to make these big companies that have their headquarters outside of Canada contribute to to, to pay to to basically be a part of our lives. So they so we we have access to the internet, right? Okay. This is an international thing. Okay. But we can't regulate an American company. We can't control what facebook does okay not only that they make money on the backs of canadians right they're making money by being involved in our lives and the government doesn't see anything from that so it bothers them okay okay so bill c18 is because it's always about money it's never about cancon it's never about protecting canadians it's always going to be about money bill c18 is an attempt by the government to try to find a way to tax these big companies that do not come from canada that make money by being in our lives so google youtube facebook twitter okay so they're trying to regulate these massive companies 
And on the face, everybody is going to look at that and go, yeah, of course. Why wouldn't we try to get a little bit of money from these American companies or these European companies that are making money by being in business in Canada, virtually? But the thing is, though, is what it's doing is it's... They're starting with the news. So here's, here's what's happened with, with the news thing and what... Because this is the result of Bill C-18, which still hasn't been 100% ratified yet. What Google is saying, and they're in the news today, is if you're going to charge us to carry news on our site, we're going to yank it so that no Canadian has access to news when they go to Google. So they're not going to have access to the Canadian news, but they're still going to have access to things like BBC and stuff that's outside of Canada. It's the Internet, Jimmy. They can't can't, through Google. But what they're doing is they're saying to the Canadian government, if you're going to if you're going to charge us to be to provide this service for Canadians, here's what we're doing up yours. We're going to limit access Canadians have to Canadian news because this is also being lobbied by Canadian companies that create news. Okay? And they're saying to the government, it costs us money to actually sit down and have somebody prepare this news and Google gets to put it out there and it's free. Google should be paying us. And again, on the surface, people might actually... Be sympathetic to that position, okay? But if you dig into it, and the reason why I've avoided talking about this is because I don't know enough about it. I'm not smart enough to sit down and read a bill, a 100-page bill, and figure out all the nuances of it. But I'm telling you this right now. From experience, I've been around long enough to know that when the government gets involved in trying to regulate anything, they're going to find a way to mess it up. So this, in my opinion, is a bad idea. And what's happening now is you're getting these big companies, they're stepping in and going, we're not going to put up with you regulating us, okay? And then the government will dig their heels in and they'll go, yes, we will. We're going to regulate you and this is how it's going to work. And then there's going to be this battle that's going to go back and forth and who knows how it's all going to fall out in the end. Does that make sense? Yeah, but basically what it is so... So I'm understanding, I'm, no, so I'm understanding this. So they're causing, Google has to pay, they're not going to pay. So these companies like CTV, like CTV, like all our local stuff, we're not going to have access to their stuff through Google. So they're actually going to hurt these companies like CTV and so I've, yes, yes, global and, where it's gonna, where I think it's gonna be an issue is, because I kind of get Facebook's position. Facebook gen- doesn't generate news; the users share news. Yeah. Right. So if I find something that I find interesting, okay, and it's a news story, I post that on my Facebook page, okay, and I go, "Did you see this?" Right. Facebook is saying, why should I be charged for that? Why should you charge me for my users sharing another company's content? It doesn't make any sense. And that's kind of the way Google and Meta and Twitter are approaching the Canadian government and the regulations. We, we're not, we're not necessarily, 
your citizens are looking for this stuff. I kind of get it from both sides. I understand it, and I understand why people might be sympathetic to Bill C-18. But I also, I got to say this out loud. Knowing what I know about it from what I've been told, and again, it's... it. It's, it's a little more complicated than what I just said. I'm, I'm simplifying the whole situation. The government involvement in anything like this bothers me. Anytime our government wants to censor anything, I have a real issue with it. And because I don't want to get into it anymore. I don't think that this is a good idea. No, I've it's a horrible Bill idea. C-18, because I, I, I think it's not just going to... Eventually, they're not going to just go after Google, and they're not going to just go after... They're going to find ways to um, tamp down on other... Even Canadians. And they're going to try to censor the Internet as a whole. And that I have a real issue with. Because who's going to make a decision on what should and shouldn't be out there? Yeah. JT? Okay. No. Now, this is exactly why I didn't want to get into this this morning. Remember I told you? I said this is a bad idea. Because this is this thing is not that simple. Bill C-18. Locker Room on 95.7 Cruise FM. Think, don't think that you have to take the whole penis into your mouth. Mm-hmm. Okay? So what you do, you start off with kissing, licking, and sucking. And then you, you um, just take the head of the penis in your mouth. Because you see, you've got teeth, then you've got hard palate, behind that you've got soft palate, and behind that you've got a gag reflex. So if you think you're going to take that whole thing in your mouth, you're going to throw up. <laughs> Rest in peace, Sue. I remember seeing that show. Yeah. And, like being... It used to be late night. Wildly blown away by <laughs> by how... By the content, for how sure. How specific so she was. she was our Canadian version of... Uh, Dr. Ruth. Dr. Ruth. Dr. Ruth is still alive. I know. I'm like... She's old. We've picked her in the celebrity death pool, have we not? No, we actually have never taken either of her. I looked what? through the list. Okay. Either of why them. Do I, why did I think that we had at least one of us had taken Dr. Sue or Dr. Ruth? The only doctor-type character we had was Dr. Oz. Dr. Sue passed away, so she was 93, and she always looked... She always had that look like she was older than she was, I think, is the reason uh, yeah. I was surprised she was still around, because the, even that video that I just grabbed that clip from, she, I mean, and that was how many years ago? That was 25 years ago, 30 years ago. She looked like she was 70 at that point, or 80 at that point. Um, a couple of other things on the on the celebrity pool update. Um, Madonna. Yeah. Is there an update on her? Uh, not since yesterday. Day that I know of. So that it was announced that the can they they canceled a bunch of shows. So she was supposed to be coming through Canada, actually, as well. I yeah. think she, there was a show in July in Vancouver, if I'm not mistaken. So she had a bacterial infection, and that was the thing that I remember seeing was that she had a serious bacterial infection, and they had to postpone some of her tour. And then yesterday, oh, she's out of the hospital. She's oh, she was in ICU yesterday. Yeah. She's a discharge from the hospital on her way home. Okay, yeah. well, that's good. Okay, that's crazy. Not that that needed to be part of the celebrity pool update, but I just know that she was in rather serious. Yeah, and none of us have ever taken her either. No, no, no. I, I, why would we? Anyway, um, rest in peace, Sue. 
our latest pool, the wager is, and I've got to actually, if somebody could give us advice on where to buy one ply, because um, the two losers have to use one ply toilet paper for an entire well, month. I should look at the dollar store. Can you see if there's any the next time you're in? Yeah, I got to go there to get what some, I want to get Canada is those stuff, like those shit tickets. Oh, and then yeah, we just have get to. like get like a bundle of of one for one loser and one for another loser. If anybody knows, or maybe you can steal them from your work or something. Tim Hortons. <laughs> They have those. Those are so bad. They're the worst. Seven eight zero nine eight nine zero nine five seven. If you can hook us up with one ply, that the the latest wagers we're going to probably be doing that sooner than later. Just even based on Grant's list because his list is pretty strong. You're in the locker room on ninety five seven Cruise FM. Good morning, Cruise. Hey, you were saying something about um single shit tickets? Yeah, th- we need uh, one ply. Yeah, the best thing for one ply is you go to the you know A and W and that, and they got those big rolls. Yeah, those are single ply. Those are single ply. Um, so you want me to go to A and W and steal a big roll of TP? <laughs> yeah, sure. They got those big rolls. The last okay. Uh, All right, we'll send eight. Jimmy down. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's your name? I'll put it in my backpack. Curtis. Curtis, thanks for the advice, buddy. No problem, thanks. We do need one ply, and I don't really want to steal it from A&W. <laughs> Cruise News. In the news, uh, we're, we're not doing safe supply in Alberta. Premier uh, rules out the uh, drug policy after the record so overdoses getting, in April. What is she getting rid of? So they're not doing the safe supply programs, like the safe injection, uh, that kind of stuff for the opioid crisis because in April they had 197 people die but is she of doing overdose. something other than so what the safe injection sites yeah so what she wants to do is they're focusing on building uh, recovery communities and places for people to get help rather than okay. giving them a safe way to do it to do the drugs this is such a oh this is such a tough conversation because because the thing is, Nobody though, is she right in, in the article, it was saying that the amount of people that have died was 45% higher than the previous year. So They were going to get rid of them regardless of what yeah. the numbers were. They, they never agreed with the safe injection sites. So that, that's, that's a very... That's a very splintered sort of conversation, right? You either fall on one side of it or the other. And and the issue that I take with it is I don't know if anybody has the answer. It's it's um it's definitely it's to me I think you gotta go to the source and listen, whether the safe injection sites work or don't work, that's that's a conversation obviously that you can have. Whether or not um, Danielle Smith's and the UCP plan is going to work, that's another conversation. At least there's an attempt to try to fix the problem. But the, the issue I have is doctors should not be allowed to prescribe this stuff like there should be they should be clamping down on how people get addicted to this stuff. At the beginning, right? But the thing with this is, I don't think there's a blanket program that will work for anything. Everyone. You know, some people, you know, are in such a rough shape that they, they might need it. Like, what works for one person will not work for everybody. Yeah. Is kind of what I'm saying. So, they're trying all these different things, but they're doing one thing at a time. Right. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Is I think you got to get to the source of this, and 
I think we're a little too quick to the pill at times. Like I think I think somebody's pulling out a pen and a pad of of uh, scripts too quickly sometimes. And and you know what I'm saying? Like we yeah. have access to this quite often, and the numbers, the people that get addicted right out of the gates is quite high. It's one in, it's either one in four or one in five have the potential of becoming addicted to op- opioids. And when you've got numbers like that, that's insane. Like, so you've got to control how people get their hands on it, and is there an alternative? That's my issue with, with how we handle these things. We're always trying to fix the, the the problem we're not we're not trying to fix the source so but, but the thing got is the problem and no one goes after what the what the original problem so, was like i get what you're saying cuz you're saying okay we can't get people uh, hooked on these things so we got to stop nip that at the bud yeah but we still have to deal with the people that are hooked on it the people that are dealing with this stuff I get that. now i get that but i'm wondering how much effort is we can't put, go back in time and get these people no, unaddicted no i get that but i wonder if we're doing enough to control how people get there like that, that needs that, to change that too that blew me away when i read that when i read an article about how easy and not listen one in five or one in four i can't remember the exact number but it was it was one of those two numbers has the potential of becoming addicted to to pills yeah and they were it, listen they were saying not everybody will lose their home and end up on the street living in a tent do you know what i'm saying yeah. there's degrees of it like you're saying everybody is impacted very differently but the fact that the numbers are that high would indicate that we we should probably have better rules on how these things are distributed that's just my thought on it it's a tough one because no one agrees and yeah it's 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 a very complicated i had a problem with the with the safe injection sites as well because i'm like ah are you enabling them listen i understand you're trying to control the number of deaths but should it be that easy for somebody to get so i was a little twitchy about it to be honest with you but i was looking at it from the perspective of listen they're trying to they're trying to save lives here and if they can save somebody's life by controlling what they're taking and the quality of it cuz now you're dealing with the fentanyl issue which yeah. is anyway you're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson and James White 957 Cruise FM so the o- opioid crisis continues the deaths are not going down the UCP announced was it today or yesterday Jimmy, it was yesterday. It was uh, yesterday, yeah. So they're getting rid of all of the um, the the NDP stuff and the safe injection sites, and they're going to focus more on homes for recovery. And, and again, like I said, this is a very divisive issue, and people kind of go back and forth on it, and it can be rather contentious. We were just talking about that in the news, and I got a note from Roy, whose wife suffers from chronic pain, and um, she's... She started out with fentanyl patches, and um, that did not go well. She did not want to continue with that. And the doctors, I don't know if he's suggesting that doctors are starting to limit access to opioids or if they're being told to limit it because he's saying they won't put her back on them. So she's kind of transferred over to handle her pain with basic Tylenol and um, hash and weed, 
which mm. a lot of people have done. A lot of people yeah. have used that as an option. So I, I was kind of hoping when we had legalization in 2017 that the doctors would start to actually prescribe that more and more as a relief because I think it's a yeah, like much the CBD. more... And well, I don't know if that's... Well, I, again, I don't know enough about it, but I, I think that is starting to happen. Not as quickly as probably it should be, but I think there are doctors out there that are you know, saying, hey, listen, have you, rather than this pill, taking this seven times a day, have you thought about this as an option? It grows out of the ground. There's stores all over the place now. So I'm hoping that that's something that's happening. Anyway, we can move on. Again. You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. I just got a note from Grant. Did you look up who had Alan Arkin last? Uh, I'm still working on that. I was. Uh, well, I we think, don't. Need I it think now. it was Grant. Grant seems to think he had Alan Arkin last. Yeah, he just passed away. So, in the new rules with the celebrity death, this is a recent rule. I think it, it was like a 2023. That's a sad loss. Um, what we've done is we've um, no. You're you're playing mash. No, you're no. This Alan Alda is mash. Alan Arkin is something different. Is somebody totally different? Who's Alan Arkin? Why am I getting those two confused? Uh, Alan Arkin. I like the mash bed though. I'm not even sure what Elmer is in. I know he's not Mash. Oh! Oh my God! Somebody's texting in right now. We got to figure out who Alan Arkin is. Old sausage fingers on the computer. I'm moving on. We'll yeah, figure move it. on. We'll. Uh, but did Grant have him last? We got to look into that as I, well. I think so. So he's going to get another pick in the next in this latest round. He's got like. Eight picks because people keep dying off his past lists, and uh, and he's got like four people on their deathbed right now. You and uh, I are going to be using those one that one play. <sighs> he was in Grudge Match. He was in the Rocketeer. Uh, I need to see a picture of him. I can't show you my computer. I will. I'll go Google him. You're in the locker room on ninety five seven Cruise FM. Little Miss Sunshine. Alan Arkin. Yeah. Remember, did you see that movie? I don't think so. You What? You haven't seen Little Miss Sunshine? I, That's that, a great movie. I love that movie. He's the old man in it. I think he, if he I'm not mistaken, the, spoiler the, alert, I think he dies in the movie. He was also the dad in Edward Scissorhands. Someone text in. Yeah, yeah. Little Miss Sunshine, though, is his... I think that was his big role. We'll, we'll put it on a list that as soon Why as... Why did I get him and Alan... Hold it. Anyway, um, um, by the way, we do need to get a pick. For, we'll, we'll do that from Grant at some point. We'll give him this weekend. He's got to add to his list. And by the way, we're well actually, aware that we Grant should, is not should, here right now. Thank you know, you we should actually we text. should actually wait until uh, he comes back so he doesn't pick somebody else that's on their deathbed and win while he's not here. So you want to cheat? No, we want. We should, wait, you we, should, we should wait till he comes back to give him his damn pick. No, we'll let him pick. No, yeah, no. no. You're a cheater. You're in the locker room on ninety five seven Cruise FM. Did you watch that Dahmer series? I doubt it. No, I didn't. 
I'm not into the serial killer stuff. Oh, my God. It was rough. That was a rough watch. And I think part of it was the actor, his name, his name is Evan Peters, did such an unbelievable job playing that character. It was... That was part of the reason why I think a lot of people were talking about it, because he was so good at it. Anyway, he is joining Jared Leto in the new Tron, Tron 3. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I like Jared Leto, and I think this this guy, this Dahmer, this Evan Peters, is an interesting actor as well. But uh, why, uh, why is this happening? Why do they... Ke- why can people not let go of Tron? What's wrong with Tron? Oh it's my a God. great show. Like they did the the Tron no legacy that they did uh, previous was awesome. No, it wasn't. The one with it was awful. One with what's his nut? The pretty boy? Yeah, what's his name? Uh, doesn't matter. But Olivia Wilde was in it. That was not good. The first one wasn't good. Okay, we need to stop Some, now. There's going to be violence. Those were great movies. No, no way. You, Something you need is help. happening with Hollywood where they, I mean, obviously they always regurgitate stuff, but at some point somebody needs to step in and go, okay, it's time to let this Tron thing go. I'm not wrong. You are wrong. So they're working on this thing. Tron 3. Mark your calendars. Wow. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. Grant, Grant got back to me. He's going to take Willie Nelson for his bonus pick. So he had Alan Arkin in a past round, and a new rule in the last six months or so was that if somebody passes away from one of your past lists, you get a bonus in the current round. So we are in round 19 right now. Check out Grant's list. So he's got Jimmy Carter, Bam, Ron Jeremy, Clint Eastwood, Celine Dion, Mel Brooks. That was one of his bonus picks. Pope Francis. That was a second bonus pick, and then Willie Nelson. So he got he's Mel got so because many of bonus Tina picks Turner. He got Pope Francis from Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber, and now Willie Nelson because of Alan Arkin passing away this morning. So he's totally going to win. You've got Bob Newhart, Shannon Doherty. Uh, Michael J. Fox, Jack Nicholson, and Ozzy. I've got Bob Barker, Jamie Foxx, Bruce Willis, Tony Bennett, and Richard Simmons. Anyway, and then Jimmy Carter's in Palliative Care. Bam's a gong show. Just got out of rehab and went to Vegas. Um, Ron Jeremy just got put in a like a like an institution. Clint Eastwood has been MIA. Like he disappeared for the last little while. Yeah. Mel Brooks just turned 97 or something like that, or 98. Yeah. Anyway, I think Grant's going to win it. You and I are going to be using one-ply. Also, an update on our one-ply situation, which we have to use for a month, the two losers. We did find somebody from a porta potty company that's willing to donate for the cause. So they're dropping it off next week. Lovely. You've been listening to the Locker Room Podcast. Congrats, you just lost five IQ points. Catch the show live weekday mornings on 95.7 Cruise FM. Brought to you by Arden Roof Systems.